As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Warriors All 82 podcast. This is not plus minus. The return of. I know it's going in the plus minus feed, but this is a Warriors All 82 podcast in a 72 game season. And it was an interesting debut. I believe I have Ethan Strauss and Tim Kawakami on the line. Yes, you do. Ethan, you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this uh, going to be all 14 lottery balls? Is that the question that the uh, fans want answered? You, you sound startled like Looney out there. Like, oh, what, uh, what, uh, ball's coming my way. What? Uh. <laughs> I mean, not a good start. Yeah. <laughs> awful, awful, awful. I did not listen to the postgame, fellas. You can tell me just what the, was the mood of who, who talked other than Kerr, Curry, and Weissman. Was that it? That's it. That's I it. heard from some people who observe his motions that – that Steph was given off a, a vibe of uh, disappointment. I cannot confirm or deny. Well, I mean, he he played his first game in like nine months, and they got smoked by lost by three hundred and you know, on TNT. They're the only the first game in the NBA. It's embarrassing. He did not play well either, right? No, I mean, he, he, no. he missed some shots that he normally two a ten from three. I think he didn't play well, but I, I will say he looks like himself. He's going to have those up and down games. He's a high variance player, and people on Twitter are going to, I think, be in that proxy war about his reputation, and everything else. I mean, I think the thing that's more concerning is the everything else. And I mean, I had some concerns in preseason. I, I think there's always that don't overreact, don't overreact. But you also want to react. You want to react to what you're seeing. And I don't know how you guys feel, but I'm just seeing a team that has this enormous flaw uh, with its lack of shooting. Um, and lack of passing, I think it's easier to add one of those. It's a problem, man. And you saw that in the first game. It's particularly a problem when you don't get stops because you can't get out and be this transition disruptive team that you say you're going to be and, and stay out of the half court when you're taking the ball through the net. And the net scored 43 first quarter points, and it was a shell shock team, I thought, right away. You know, we talk about the messaging post game. Steve Kerr went right to the defense. He 
brought a Ron Adams stat that they had like the Nets scored 23 points in isolation in the first half, which I guess is a lot. I don't always track that stat. Tim, I know all, all preseason you've talked about the difference with this team this year and what Draymond likes about it is they're going to muscle people around. They're going to be a bit more disruptive. There was none of that tonight. That's where I think it starts tonight. They look scared or something. I don't know. I mean, not every single one of them, but it just looked like they're like the moment was too big for them, which we're not used to with this Warriors team. We're not used to, you know, I, you know, I thought Ubre was okay, but not obviously not good offensively. But I thought, man, Wiggins looked freaked out, free like he couldn't hold on to the basketball. This is stuff that Kerr hates, by the way, right? The one thing he, Marcus and I always say, like if you get the ball and start fumbling it, he goes crazy. Now he has to play Wiggins. He played Wiggins. Some you might say he played Wiggins like more just because he was like just go out there and try to get a shot down. But he was fumbling around. He couldn't make layups. He was missing wide open shots. You could tell he was thinking about it every time. And I, I, I said on Twitter, he looked like he's dribbling a bowling ball out there. That, I think, turns into lack of focus on defense. It turns into like the other teams, you know, more dominant than you because you can't even hold on to the ball. It was Wiggins. It was Pascal. It was terrible. I said, Looney, you know, they just, Ubre couldn't make a shot. It just trickled down. But. I think the long term is, and, and not to try to make too much out of one game, but if Andrew Wiggins is not good, this team is not going to be. I mean, you guys just like, if he's, like, even if he's a little bit better than this, this team's not going to be better. He's got to be a lot better than this for this team to be, you know, a 7 6 seed. You know, it just, there's no way because he's the guy who's going to make the shots when other people aren't making. I mean, it has to be him because there's nobody else other than Steph, and it's not, it can't be Steph every night. And if Wiggins is going to, not only not make shots, but kick it away and not be able to defend. Now, he's guarding Durant, but Juan Toscano-Anderson did pretty good against Durant, and Wiggins was just nowhere near him. That was a disaster for the Warriors. Just the whole, you know, we know how much emotion and you know intellectual prop they, they put into Wiggins being this perfect fit for them. He's was, you know, overlooked. He was unfairly criticized in Minneapolis, and look what he's going to do for us. And this new Steph's back, and it did not happen. Again, one game, but man, he was terrible. And if he's terrible, they're they're not going to be good. Let's be real. He's Harrison Barnes. I mean, maybe and not. That was with, worse than Harrison Barnes out there. Well, that, but that's what I'm saying, though. It's they can't Peter principle him into some sort of superstar or some sort of all star. I just don't think that's realistic. I think maybe Steph can get him. You, you know what Steph can do for him? It's Steph can do for him exactly what he did for Harrison Barnes, which is to get him open shots in the corner for him to have an above average efficiency when shooting. I don't think this is a situation. It's just, I mean, seven years in the league now for Wiggins. He's just going to magically turn into the superstar. It just doesn't, it doesn't seem like they can pin so many hopes into the Wiggins metamorphosis. That's to me, but he has a track record. You mentioned the seven years in the league, even the 12 games on the Warriors where he's going to have nights where he's good you know he's gonna have like 35 point nights you know he's a he's a career 20 point per game scorer where the minnesota fans will always say hey i know he played three straight good games but he's andrew wiggins he's gonna revert to andrew wiggins and i think because we know he has a track record we know what he was tonight he isn't like that was he's played 13 games for the warriors that was by far 
the worst of his 13. So I think if you're looking forward, you're saying, well, you know, on Christmas Day and moving forward, you know, that's probably going to be one of Andrew Wiggins' five worst games this year, I would probably say. Like, he will be better. Now, the caution for Warriors fans going into the year was he's going to still be Andrew Wiggins. He's never going to. I think we're to the point where we can say he's not taking a next step. His contract's not going to be great, but he won't be bad. To me, the bigger concern tonight is, because I think it's, like, going to be a continual thing, Eric Pascal, you're, you're right, Tim. I mean, you might just be right. You, you asked know? me, you like, asked me what was his average. What did I say? I, I wow. said six. <laughs> to me, it wasn't even the offense that concerned me. He was really bad defensively in the first half. He, he was in cement. He got blown by on a, like, it was like a traffic cone closeout on Durant, who just went, oh, free dunk for me. And then the next time down, he got switched on to Kyrie, and he was like, oh, I can't close out too hard. And then, so Kyrie was like, oh, you're just going to give me this wide open corner three? Okay. Uh, and then he got benched for one. I mean, let's just, be real he got benched for a two-way player yeah who played better than him uh, there's no, without a question it's just a different world for him this year he's not a 15 best player on a 15 and 50 team that they say hey go shoot 25 times it's like you need to be a glue guy you need to play defense and he he's far away from that right now it seems and that jump shot i guess he made one but jump shot does not look any different i mean it, okay looks different it's not going in more and that's a concern and if he doesn't have that jump shot he's just not going to bully through people he's that's not going to happen it happened last season because he's you know again playing 15 50 15 and 50 team whatever but when teams are game planning for you and they know exactly what you're going to do yeah we talk about wiggins if pascal's back and again i, I kind of was already kind of pushing pascal to the side a little bit but he can't be terrible right i mean that second unit which didn't do horribly tonight, by the way. It looked terrible, but the score wasn't terrible. But still, they lost in if, the first quarter. They yeah, lost. If they, if the they, yeah, if if they can't look at that second unit and say you guys are or somebody that could keep this going a little bit, then the whole thing is 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 going to sputter. Should we question Kerr starting Wiseman? I mean, I, I understand the logic of it. Starting, no, I, we could maybe question him starting Pascal. I don't think Wiseman was an issue. Yeah, I mean, what? So, so they would have started, but they would have started Looney instead. I mean, they would have started Looney instead. Okay, well, let me make my case right here. Wiseman, I think, gave Warriors fans more reason to feel good than anything else that happened overall. But a lot of that happened in garbage time. And when you're starting out and you need everybody to be on a string and to know what everybody else is doing, it is a strange thing to do to throw a guy out there that has not had a summer league game or a preseason game and just throw him out in the NBA action. I understand to a certain extent you think maybe Allen is better than uh, than DeAndre Jordan, so maybe it, it gives him more of an advantage, but I think doing that was potentially disruptive off the bat. I'm not saying it's the reason they lost. I think the primary reason they lost is they're worse than the Brooklyn Nets. That was a decision that I think we can question. Obviously, if it went well, we would say, hey, that was a, it was a great move. But I think that was that was part of it. I just need to fill the quota of some Kerr critiques, right? And I do this always with the caveat that you don't totally know everything that's going into the coach's decision-making. I do think that, yes, this roster has a lack of shooting, but I also think sometimes Kerr is maybe a little bit too inclined to bench the shooters in favor of the guys who do the other stuff. And I just don't think that's where the league is at right now. You need shooting. Damian Lee needs more minutes. 
I mean, Michael he needs Mulder. more minutes. Michael Mulder needs more minutes. Who he said post game he's going to reward was was the word he used. They're going to have to play Mulder some. Whether this was discombobulated them or not, he's going to play with Steph, right? And, and that's I think like they're playing with James Wiseman with Draymond Green and Steph Curry. You, maybe you might as well just do it now. This is who he's playing with. Get them, you know, as many minutes as he can with Steph. Some minutes without him, but he's not going to be the second unit guy. That's not happening. I had little trouble with him. Like he's the best center they got. Did you see how bad Looney was, Ethan? <laughs> he was mean, not good. How, yeah, how is that going to help anything? Tim, how can you blame him? He was uh, his rightful starting job was taken. <laughs> his right. confidence was, was shattered. <laughs> he was he was in a funk because he's a starter. That's what it was. I don't know what he was doing. You just out expect there. him to emotionally <laughs> rebound from that on opening night. Oh, that's where I was going to go with it. Where. We can debate whether Wiseman should or shouldn't have started. There was certainly, I, I, mean, I was just watching the film. He laid too far back on, on a screen, and Durant walked into a little like mid-range early that got Durant going. He gave up a lob over the top. Like The defensive awareness with Wiseman, we're, I think we'll probably see growth during the year, but it certainly was not there in game one. This is not a critique of Wiseman by me. It's you are throwing him. You are throwing him into the basketball version of that uh, storming the beach and saving Private Ryan. Like it's yeah, it's a crazy situation. No doubt. But if you re- like again, what Tim was saying is right. Looney's not saving that first quarter. Andrew Wiggins <laughs> hitting three bare naked, you know, th- corner threes saves that first quarter. Eric Pascal playing with more defensive muscle saves that first quarter. You know, Curry hitting a, a few more shots. Even though again, this is part of it is the the floor is crunched around him. Kerr, we can criticize some of the moves tonight. I think the best thing he did was say, hey, James Wiseman, you're the center of the future. It starts today. He played him, what, 24 minutes? With the, he's I mean, going to be playing 30 yeah, minutes he's, nightly. He's, yeah, he's going to be playing like, This happened fast. Like We were as up on him, right? I mean, we've been talking about him before we ever saw him. Like, this guy is going to be a part of this. This is it. We were saying it. And I'm surprised that it happened so quickly. This is what they saw. He's so he physically gifted. Yeah, he's he's he so was. physically gifted. He is going to make some mistakes, but so does every young player. <laughs> he's, he's their second do... best player behind he... Michael Mulder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I mean, he, he is somebody they have to play, and that arrival happened with like no training camp, right? He, he was in the protocol, and he did not play the preseason game. He did not have a summer league. So I will say I think that is only positive about where he's going. Where this guy's where this shot guy, looks clean, shot looks, and he wanted shot to looks take good. it. That's like, you know we know this. Like he wanted to take it. He was like I am. Ta-. He took a running right-handed hook, which is not his strong hand. That was his ugliest shot. Ooh. But there's an aggressiveness there that tells you like when he gets a better feel for what he's doing, this guy might be a twenty and ten guy. He really might be that by the end of the season. And that's huge for them. We'll see if that means like they win more games or if they're, they're cont- I don't know, but it does like affect the way you think about this team. And he showed that like just the aggressiveness. And I on Twitter fans like, oh, you know, you know, we didn't see much from him. So number all two overall pick It's like, are you kidding me? Like a 19 year old center throwing out on TNT against the Nets. I don't care what time of game it was. Looney couldn't hold on to the ball. Pascal looked like he was totally frantic out there. This guy looked like he belonged. That's a big deal. That jump shot, man, I mean, you know, Ethan, you were talking about it. You wrote a story. Like, it looks easy. It looks like he's not putting a lot of effort. He, he has the three stroke. deep jumpers. That hand is not obstructing the ball. It's He seems to have made a bit of an adjustment there. It looked very clean. I mean, free throws may be a little bit of an issue, but first game, whatever. But the skill. That first dunk was cool because he it was two foot, two foot jump with one foot outside the paint, and then he does it, and you just go, Oh, this is not 
been around here before. <laughs> this is kind of a new thing. And the skill level where I think he left Jeff Green in the dust and maybe Jeff Green was playing up a little bit, looking for a ball screen for Steph, but he just left him for that layup. I think Jeff and, Green might have forgot that he was left-handed at that moment. Well, also. that's also possible <laughs> as well. Just a very impressive display of skill. I mean, it just really kept you watching the garbage time. He has a, a nine foot six standing reach. If that jumper is legit, if that's real, that's quite a weapon. You need to jump to block that thing. Uh, it's not just a closeout that's going to do it. So, yeah, pretty tantalizing stuff, I would say. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more it's a slow release but like you said i mean when it's being released that high that's you know he's gonna get that off and now that's what surprised me most i mean you guys know i've been as high on him as anybody but i didn't think the jumper was going to be there in year one and i even asked him post game he's like yeah i'm gonna shoot it you know uh and it's clear he's going to and you know when we talk about this team needing shooting i mean maybe he's one of their best three-point shooters i don't know one of their best shooters tonight you know in a game one without a preseason without a trade like it's i can't emphasize that stuff enough like this guy's just basically come and played three games of college basketball so he has not played a organized basketball game since what like january i mean that's amazing. And to, to produce like that, it only tells you that there's going to be a lot of nights like this, and it's only and it's probably going to get better. There's going to be bad nights, too. Yeah, and there and there were some bad plays. You know, the, he's not he's not flawless. I think that he shies a little bit or shied a little bit from contact. I mean, that was part of why the running hook was the way it looked, I think. And, I mean, we could probably pick it apart. But, hell, it's uh, very—I think we're all in agreement. Pretty damn impressive under the circumstances. Also, I mean, if you look at their power forwards, are short. You know, Draymond is sh- short, obviously. Uh, Pascal is short for a power forward. Like they need size. Like it really stands. Like when you see him and you see the rest of the team, you go, man, that like they need that. He's huge. Chris plays big. He's well, yeah, whatever. But Wiseman is just like they need that force in there. And for for teams to be bugged at the rim when they're driving through, they 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 just need that sort of thing. Somebody who can finish. Somebody who can contest. And, I mean, if you're the Warriors, you, you just got to go, this guy is exactly what we were hopeful for and maybe a little bit more. In a terrible blowout, humiliating loss, that's not a terrible thing to take out of it. All the rest, except for maybe Michael Boulder, <laughs> you go, that was bad. But that guy, I and mean, this is why they've been talking like they've been talking. Like, yeah, would you watch this guy and would you play him over Kevon Looney? Hell no. I mean, hell, wouldn't hell yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, Marquise Chris is just a side player. When you see James Wiseman, when you see it, as we've said for weeks, if you see it and it is that obvious, you just got to play him. Like, the, it's it's too – the players know. Like, the players – Steph's looking for him for lobs all the way on, down the court. That tells you that the players understand. Again, there will probably be some bumps. This was a horrible game. But he's going to carry them for, you know, five minutes at a time here and there. And – that's something for them. It, it, you know, that's a big deal because we saw that some other players that might not be able to do that very often, and 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 that's not good. He was a little jittery on the catch at times, in little windows. You know, f- fumbled it a few times. Um, and I think, 
But the thing they love about him and talking to coaches is like he wants to work on that. They're, they're using heavy ball. They're firing fastball passes and, and tight window bounce passes. And they believe, look, he's going to get better at that type of stuff. I mean, honestly, I, I know it's, again, one game and we need to watch the overreactions. But I think it's pretty clear he's already at worst their fifth best player. I mean, at this point, Wiggins is still, you know, we consider Wiggins, Ubre, Draymond, and Curry their four best players. I know it was a bad Wiggins and Ubre night. Uh, but Wiseman's their fifth best player now and he's and he's going to be going up that list i think you know relatively soon let me say something sort of extreme but if this is a bad season let's if we don't know if and wiseman is good this is not a lost season you, you they are gaining something out of the season now i don't want to say that i don't know they could turn around and beat milwaukee on christmas this could be a decent team this could be a good team but if they get out of this if that's a sink if everyone stays healthy they have Clay coming back. They have those two picks in a great draft, and Wiseman is good. This is a season where they gain something. It will be tough to endure two straight seasons of being bad, but that is not a terrible thing for, for a franchise in the long term. It's a bridge to the future, at the very least. Now, you don't want to squander a year of Steph's prime, but... Another year. Another year. Another year. But I think if we're if we're realistic and if we look at the roster right now, I think we have to at least acknowledge the possibility and we we have them as fringe playoff contender but it's a very tough start to the schedule and this thing could spin it it, it could and i think frankly i mean there there is a question of what do they add what do they do because the sense that i have is that this roster it has a lot of quality players on it but it doesn't totally fit together and so i'm interested in what they might want to do I certainly wouldn't trade any of their picks for anything at this moment. Nothing untouchable. They cannot mortgage any future assets for for a win now move. That 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 would be idiotic. The reality is the season was squandered the moment Clay tore his Achilles. We knew that, you know. I mean, that's just what the reality was. So so yes, that's why you know I I wrote the other day like James Wiseman needs to be their fifth closer even if he didn't look as good as he did tonight. Like he they just need to grow him as much as possible because they're certainly not winning the title this year. We all said you know late playoff seed, and I'm not ready to like bounce off that. I've I've told myself not to go too strong on any judgments on this team till they get through that big home stand they have. That'll give them 11 games. That'll give them some comfort at home. I want a wider scope, at least a 10 to 11 game window to see what type of growth, you know, where is Pascal after those 10 games. And to me, yes, it looks like a rough start to the season. They're very likely going to be 0-2 come Christmas. It probably won't be a very close game on Christmas either. Giannis is probably going to kill them. But then they play Chicago and Detroit, and Draymond, I think, will be back by Chicago and Detroit. So if he comes back and they play well and they maybe learn some stuff off these first two really tough matchups, they could reasonably be 2-2 two and two and fully healthy besides Clay coming back home for seven games. So this is not disaster yet. It's their own one and probably own two. You think they need to start thinking about some changes though? I do. I mean that's but that's that but I have a different opinion about the roster than they do. So yeah. Well it depends on who you're talking about. <laughs> you know, with Mulder for who? Pull slash who? Baysmore? Toscano Anderson, you know, fine and relief tonight kind of of Pascal, but particularly when Draymond's back, he's a two-way guy. Toscano Anderson doesn't really need to be getting minutes. And mix in Mulder, you're probably, you know, you shave some from Baysmore maybe, shave some from Poole, shave some maybe from Pascal. I mean, Pascal's really got to figure this out quickly. Now, see, who was ahead of the curve on that You certain You were. <laughs> you were. <laughs> yeah, well, Somebody called me out on Twitter about it. I go, yeah. I'm talking about instant reaction. Tim saw him do one dolphin kick out, and that was it. <laughs> that was it. 
That was he's done. That was uh. He doesn't he doesn't seem like he's in the best condition. No, right now. no, no. And the no. fit, man. That's the it's main like this, thing I'm seeing. Again, it's a lot of these guys can do a lot of quality things, and I was impressed that they rebounded and they got Ubre. But there's just like a lack of like a lack of ball skills, a lack of basketball awareness that you obviously saw during the dynasty era that spoiled everybody. But it, it just, I think again, maybe some of this will be mitigated with just different decisions on who plays. I, I am. It's, it's curious to me that Mulder has had to fight and scrap so hard to get some time. It's curious to me that Damian Lee, after being one of their best players last season and, and showing that he's an NBA rotation player, is nearly is, is getting so few minutes and basically being relegated to garbage time. And it's difficult because there's a lot of salary committed to you know quite a few guys. But again, I'm a broken record on it. But you see, you just see the shooting. You see the shooting that the Nets have uh, uh, around the two main guys. You get a lot of the focus. They look good, by the way. They look good. Durant look good. Yeah, they keep coming with guys. It's like, I mean, can you imagine Dinwiddie on the Warriors? Like, that oh, would change them. Be huge. You know? And he's he's what the sixth best player on the Nets. And sometimes is going to like barely going to be in the rotation. Lavert off the bench. Lavert, Lavert's just good. Lavert's just good. Like he's a better player than Andrew Wiggins. Period. End of sentence. That's not even a discussion for me. He's an extra piece for them. If the Warriors could get Wiggins to play like Lavert, they would be a lot better. And and I'm saying that even if you even it all out, even if you just take this game as one game, he's not as good as Karis Lavert. I just don't think he is. And that's you know there's some issues there for the Warriors. I think Ubre is he's gonna he's gonna be a tough shooter. Like the, they're just gonna be nights when he's gonna go four for thirteen or wherever he was tonight. Exactly, uh, he was zero six from three. Yeah, like, that, that's, that's that, he's gonna have to make one or two a night, and he's gonna have to get out on a break a little bit more, which they didn't weren't able to do. Nice putback uh, dunk though. But yeah, he, I mean you know he's still like people like he he still got like seven rebounds, two steals, block shot. Like he played better than Wiggins. Things. He yeah, played better. Yeah, he's gonna do stuff like that, and and they need stuff like that. They could use him to, to create more, but he's just that's not just just not who he is. Yeah, the fix. I mean, I think Jordan Poole was terrible. I, I don't quite know why he's ahead of Mulder, and we keep saying it. You know, First round pick, Lee. I guess so. But man, he did not. He, like he was, you know, his feet were in cement. He's he one awful shot he put up. There's little tweaks. There's not a big tweak to it. I think they got to keep Wiggins on that second unit and just see how it happens because you just you need somebody who can score on that second unit, but. There aren't a lot of other tweaks that they can do. The Draymond showing of up, Draymond, yeah, Draymond, Draymond in, in on defensively, and he's going to bark at him. He's going to get the energy up, uh, no question. But offensively, uh, uh, you know, there, there's going to be if Wiggins and Pascal, the nights when Wiggins and Pascal play anything like this, oof, I mean, the, the, there are going to be some major issues. And again, Juan Toscano Anderson played out of necessity, necessity. That's they bad. cut him That's two bad. days ago or three days yeah, ago. Cut him two days ago, and he starts the, the third quarter. Uh, Wanamaker, you know, not much, but you know, he's Wanamaker. What's he going to yeah, do? Whatever. In, 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 down by twenty-five. Yeah, he entered uh, the game. They're already down like nineteen. So yeah, exactly. Like it was done. Like Brad Wanamaker going to win this by himself? That that's not going to happen. They are limited in what they do. They have players who fit better than last season. They have Steph this season. You guys are ignoring the obvious fix, and uh, that's uh, patching a little phone call down to Illawarra. Oh, no. Jessup, you, you're Good. Jessup. We can end the Code podcast red. for a second straight podcast with Justinian Jessup. 
the one thing I would say off post game again is Steve Kerr literally said our rotation is not set. It's very fluid. He will reward players who played well, and Mulder will get a shot. So like my thing is, at least he's saying the right things that he's going. You know, this he doesn't seem stubborn in this rotation that doesn't. You know, we'll see. It's one game, but didn't seem to be working. If it's Jordan Poole status, it's hard to say. Okay, I'm going to fight over that one. That one, that's the hill I'm going to die on. Jordan Poole's got to be playing. Remember how we talked about how bad they were last year, even with Curry in that in those first four games, and how like the Clippers game wasn't one that that really revealed it to us. It was the Oklahoma City game because they went against a team we thought they were going to be somewhat equal to, and they got blasted. They're going to get blasted again on Christmas. But the thing is, I'm weirdly more interested in Chicago, Detroit. What do they look like against? that competition you know what i mean if they lose those two or look bad in one of them that yeah that'll that'll be a bigger broader picture and 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 they might beat them both so we'll see i was thinking about that myself like yeah the clippers game was really bad last season but it wasn't the game that i decided they were done so this one's going to be like that (laughs) let's let's make that one like it's a sign it's a hint it's a suggestion there's still at least several more games left before we can make total conclusions on this. And they still have Steph Curry. They still have Draymond coming back. And they got a young center who looks like he's something. Ethan, you got a final thought before I take us out here? My Justinian Jessup take was pretty much a cherry on top. <laughs> You're skipping right over Smile Geach now, right? It's like he's not even. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so it's not Jessup. enough shooting. You, you know, you got you to gotta make your shots, man. I'm, I'm, I'm all shooting all the time when it comes to uh, what this team needs. Andrew Wiggins to the Illawarra Hawks for Justinian Jessup. <laughs> who's better? Who, who's been play better for, for NBL? <laughs> I'd love to see what Wiggins could do. Wiggins be the exact same guy. Am I going to go through every game and say the other team small forward is better or backup small forward is better than Andrew Wiggins? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say uh, backup because yeah. I was going to say yeah, the, no, the backup, team they're backing on Christmas, yeah. their, backup, their forward is uh, not too bad. Is better than Andrew. I mean, there might be a few of them I'm going to go through on this, but we, we shall I'm going to write about Wiggins. I want to go back through the go back through the tape and see uh, what, what the hell went Count up how many times when someone passed it to him, he double clutched the catch. Count that up. It was a lot. My final take is maybe the Pascal thing is almost a little bit more uh, ominous than the Wiggins thing because because, because is, Wiggins sure. does this. Like Wiggins does this. Pascal looked like he did not make improvements versus last season, and he's uh, more starting out than Wiggins. I'm going to say that's my final 40th take. 40th pick in the draft. There's a, there's a reason for that. Maybe 41st. 41st. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, appreciate you coming on the first episode of the Warriors All 82 Podcast of the Year. We will definitely be doing a post game, post Christmas matchup against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. So that should be interesting. Talk to you then.